0: You mentioned you were homeless. Can you just talk about how how did that happen and uh, like what did you learn from that experience? Yeah so how it happened is a I mean eventually uh, I would say there was a big falling out between um, myself and my parents at home and it wasn't it's and it wasn't a thing of like oh like this person did this this person did that it was just like there's two conflicting philosophies and there's me who like actually wants to kind of go out into the world, venture out, do my own thing. And then parents who are more so like, yeah, you've been going through a lot of stuff and we're a little bit afraid, but at the same time, we feel like we can't really stop you. And so that just led to at a certain point. We just like said, fine, you do what you do. Good luck getting to New York. As uh, my father told me. And at the time, most of like my friends are, 18 years old or younger, so they don't really have, like, can provide, you know, like, hey, bro, yeah, come stay with me for, like, a few weeks or something or a few days. I did have a couple friends who let me, like, spend the night and spent a couple nights. uh, Also, a friend who, who did let me come over in the daytime, you know, just to kick it throughout the day, even though I couldn't stay at night. And so what led me to, like, pretty much if you don't have a home to go to or you don't have your own home, you are homeless, you know, even if you're couch surfing, even if you're like just kicking it on someone's porch, even if they share their bed, you are homeless. And then those nights I didn't have a place to go. It was, I was either sleeping on the beach, you know, sleeping on that park bench, uh, sleeping in those homeless shelters. But what happened was also even getting out of sort of just the kind of top, like there was a toxicness building up back home, just having that kind of away from me, just, Took a little bit off my shoulders, like constantly having people tell you a lot of negative things or put you down or don't try to like encourage you, you know, or don't feed you positivity. It's like when all that's gone, it's like, oof, I'm a little bit more calm now. And also what helped too is. Uh, the times I would stay in a homeless shelter, they had a very like strict regimen as far as like, hey, if you want to get a bed here, bro, you got to be, be here by 6 p.m. You know, if you if you're going to be here, you need to be sober while you're here. Uh, we will feed you while you're here. So there were certain things I didn't really have to like think about sometimes. where It's like, oh, dang, where where am I going to eat today? It's like, oh, yeah, you're good. Was that scary? Yeah, because for certain days it was like. Yeah, I would collect some change, you know, yeah, maybe you find like 25 cents on the ground, maybe you get like a fudge brownie. But other times it's like I I didn't have a working phone. Right. Um, I had a wallet on me, but, you know, after a while, three dollars and seventy seven cents only lasts you so long. And so when you have to like I was also walking everywhere, too because of all the things that happened there a couple of times where I had even been like arrested and stuff and I had to find ways. And it was just also, I had to do everything on my own as well too. But when you can't even find your own home, trying to get to a counseling session or community service is like, like very much, uh, is very much like can be overwhelming, can be a bit taxing. And so what also happened because of that is, uh, is eventually, you know, I had to go to court for like those charges and stuff, but everything kind of got mixed away and also i just got a lot more peace of mind from certain things where it was like yeah i could get to this therapy session but like there's a certain time where the therapist is like hey man if you if you can't get out here like i i actually understand if today you just didn't come to this session after telling me what you told me i understand so sometimes there was a little bit more like from some people there was actually that just small courteousness of like hey I understand you're going through some things. Um, I'm going to like dial back a bit or I'm going to be a little bit more sensitive. Uh, I had a friend's parents who like, they were like, no, you can't spend the night here, but I understand. So you're not out in the street doing nothing crazy. You can come over here in the daytime. You're a friend of the family. Um, the kids love you, respect you, or like her kids, you know, loved me, respected me enough. Like I didn't put him through anything, put him in any harm or anything. So she's like, yeah, definitely come over, and do your thing. So you also like, I would say during that time, I I learned that I could kind of be a little bit independent, depend on myself, but also like um, always trying to have, always trying to make sure you at least like meet certain needs throughout the day too, as well. Um, Even if everything is like kind of crashing and burning at a certain point, you're going to hit like a rock bottom, but then at that rock bottom, what you have to kind of do for yourself, just like to just, slowly pick yourself back up becomes like very small too and then once you knock those things out you get a little bit of like whew, calmness as well and and sometimes the disconnect from the world or the disconnect from a lot of other things is kind of okay too so the fact that i didn't have a phone um, also meant like i wasn't on like social media all day arguing and bickering with people or trying to call people up all the time it was just like i kind of just have to let some things happen You know, um, also I had just because, you know, when you're homeless, it's just you throughout the day. I had more time to work on like my manuscript for for the book I was creating. And and a lot of times in those like rock bottom situations that like one project you have or that one like ability or talent always will stick with you or be there, you know, and and that was it for me, where a lot of times I had so much time to just work on this book, so much time to just actually write some stuff out, ponder some stuff out, put some things in order, and so much time to actually think about what I want to do with, like, these visions, or, like, also, um I had a therapist at the time who was a really, really, really um supportive person who, as well, was like, listen, I know this stuff happened to you, but I'm gonna make sure that you are able to follow through in your commitment to go to New York city and to go to school. So I'm going to just try and help you out with that sort of planning there as well too. And so she was um, really instrumental on making sure that like, I didn't just fall off a cliff, um, that whole time or that whole time that, um, things were kind of spiraling downhill. She was like my therapist through and through, she had to witness all of that. She had to be there for a lot of that. She had to go visit me in the hospital, you know, when, um, there were times of like relapses and stuff and she had to be the one who would go to court as well too and sit in the courtroom too and and oftentimes pick me up from like a community service or another counseling session so she said like you you've been going through a lot and whatever we can do to get you just out to get that fresh start that's fine and so um also, I learned that I can make it through rock bottom and also that anybody else that's listening to when you, cause this, cause that was probably the first of a couple of like rock bottom moments, quote unquote, that I feel like I would have in my life. And so just being able to make it through is one thing. And even just day by day, making it through is, and not also knowing that I built up really healthy habits. So growing up, I was an athlete and so while I was just out throughout the day, I was always making sure, you know what? I'm going to stay fit. Doing push-ups throughout the day, whether it was just like in a bathroom somewhere, on a park bench, or like right beside a bench, I was always like doing some push-ups or some sit-ups somewhere. Uh, when I was it's funny enough at the home at the homeless shelter, there's this guy I was like I'm going to tell you one thing about this dude, man. He makes sure he get it in every night. I see, you, bro, you doing you doing the push-ups every night. And then all of a sudden you just see a couple more heads you know uh the few like few few nights go on you see a couple more heads you know on the ground doing some sit-ups making sure they get their stretches in maybe doing a little little sparring on the side something like that so like um I also noticed that sort of effect too like a lot of times that um it's that also I can fit into it in a lot of different environments there was uh when I was in the homeless shelter specifically I was eighteen everyone else in there was probably over the age of 35 um, and a lot of other people there had like criminal records right or had just got out and so this is sort of like maybe like a halfway house for them or halfway home there were guys who were my father's age in there you know and so you, I also saw that perspective of just what it looks like to be an older man kind of going through these same things as well too and so seeing like their perspectives was very perplexing because also I would look around the room and I'd be like dang We're one maybe bad turn from like, or you guys are like one, one move from being in here. There were a lot of guys who were in that shelter because they got in an argument with their wives and had nowhere else to go, you know, uh, or something had happened maybe with, um, drugs or some, another family member. And so they had to be there, you know, instead of like sleeping in their own home or sleeping in their own bed or like, being able to go to their own job. So there was a lot of people who's, and there was one guy who was a psychiatrist and all of a sudden he got laid off from his job, felt into like really bad depressions. And just like, ended up there as well. And not. and I'm like, wow, this is like, there's a lot of like, sometimes you, I don't mean this in a negative way either. Sometimes you really can't like stop the tidal wave of some things happening. Like sometimes like, as much as we try to maybe make things better, or as maybe we try to fight through some adversity, a lot of times like things just start getting stripped from us and maybe there are things that like, it's not that it's not necessarily like things that you care about, but maybe there is like a renewal process happening, a transition happening. And, and when that happens, there is like a lot of loss there is like a lot of blood shed and purged When you have surgery, you bleed a lot. You know, it, there is a recovery process that has to happen because there was a lot of damage that happened that I had to be repaired. And so it isn't necessarily a pretty thing, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who go through it too as well. and And being able to also understand those situations as well too is very, very key because a lot of times they also need you as well, or you might be in the same room with them, or you might be like sitting next to them at a table and they might need to get something off their chest, right? Or they might need like a shoulder to kind of prop up just as you do, you know? And in those moments, there's a lot of people who are hitting rock bottom, but the least we can do is like reach our hand off, be kind, like dust someone off as they do that. And so there was also a lot of that happening in that shelter as well too excuse me. And um, also, you know, shout out to all the churches and old ladies that would come down and volunteer to to make food and, and meals. Sometimes, you know, they give out seconds and thirds and things like that. Uh, and also there was a, a program too at this specific homeless shelter that had like a sort of a rehabilitation into the workforce kind of program where it would be a, a, long, a long-term stay for a lot of guys. It would be, I think, like a six-month program, three to six months. And then the goal would also be to get out also come out with like uh train, like job training certain for certain positions. And so you didn't have to go back into that shelter as well too. So there are a lot of guys who took that on as well while I was there. And so even seeing what that process looks like was, was also like, wow, wow. And I, and I also, it helped take a lot of pressure off me because I'm like, you know, you're going through this at 18, but like, imagine if you're 45 with like children in a home and, and like, you're sort of a leader of your family, supposedly, things could look a lot different, you know, or, you know, there were also people in there who were, if you lived in a city before you, you know, you've run into homeless people before. So you, so I like you, I ran into people who, you know, were, sometimes things weren't necessarily all the way coherent or right, but like, you kind of understand why that is, or like, where maybe some things happened or transpired in the past that like led to those situations, you know, or led to that like type of mindset. So I, I would develop a really, really, really big like understanding of people. And, and so even whenever people come to me about things they're struggling with or nowadays, like things that people struggle with or things that maybe they find disappointment in or they feel like they're falling off a cliff, I kind of understand that a lot better. You know, like just being in that type of situation in that environment under those like duresses, I kind of just learn what it might look like or also like how to sort of be supportive of someone and other people who like are going through a really tough time and a really rough patch.